The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. All right. Thanks, question. Uh, could you walk us through offering our current clients more services like deep cleans, et cetera? Should that be an automated system like printing cards or mailing? Should it be a more personalized process? Um, I don't want to say what it should or shouldn't be. You can do it any way you like. I'll tell you how I would think about it and approach it. Um, especially when you don't have, you know, we're in most of us in the same boat of having dozens of clients at a time, not thousands or hundreds. So I guess even that doesn't really matter because it's just, it's really client value. So if I was going to add services for you guys, I wouldn't just send out an email going, even you and our front end program, like, Hey guys, here's some crap I want to sell. I would I shouldn't even use me as an example because obviously our relationship's different and I'm constantly talking with you guys. But if I had a cleaning company, I would be more focused on understanding what problems they have that I could be solving and I'm not. Right. Not right. And by the way, when you're starting a business, it's the exact same thing. A lot of people are like, well, I want to solve this problem or I want to sell this thing or I'm into this. So I'm going to go try and find a client for <clears> thing <throat> I want to do, which for a hobby is fine. <laughs> for a business, that's tough. For a business, I would go, let me find a pain that a client has and then solve mm-hmm. that. It's so much easier to go, what's wrong to a lot of people? And they go, I hate this. This makes me mad. I would, I'm frustrated with this. I don't like it. I would pay money to make it go away and then offer to solve the problem that they've already told you they don't like. So I would go to them and say, hey, we want to bring more value. Like for you guys, I wouldn't be like, hey guys, my revenue is a little low. I want to increase it. So cough up. What do you, you know, buy my crap? <laughs> like, I could try, but I don't, I don't know how effective that would be. If I just went, Hey, Adon, what's the biggest thing stressing you out right now? What makes you miserable? What, what's frustrating? You're like, I can't fire, find a customer happiness manager. And I got that 10 times. Next thing, if I got it one time, I'm not going to do anything. What if I got it 10, 11 times, or I'm starting here as a theme? Next step would be to offer it for money, right? Even if I don't have one, I'm like, All right, what if I get you one for a thousand bucks a month or I don't know, whatever, doesn't matter the price is something that makes sense. And of the 10, if three or four are like, yeah, done, where do I pay? Now I got myself a product. If, if of the 10, no one says, yeah, then I'm like, all right, that was, you know, it might be something they'd like, but not something they're willing to pay for. Um, so long story short, I would do it one by one. I would just do it as a customer service call. What's, hey guys, what's shaking? How's things going? What are we doing well? What are we doing poorly? Um, obviously we're looking okay. to expand how we serve. Or do you maybe even ask a question? Who else do you pay to come to your house and do stuff? And if I'm hearing a lot of landscapers or dog walkers or pool guys or control, <clears throat> if I'm already there and I already have people, why not get some extra stuff and have them do extra work? Like right. easy, easy. So that's how I'd go about it. I would not go about it as I'm trying to sell my stuff. Like you could do an email. Hey, everybody, we're now doing a deep clean. Whoever wants it, email me back. I'm not saying you wouldn't get anything, but I'd much rather just calling and asking what they want is so much yeah. easier to ask what they want and then try and add that to a service as opposed to picking a service and trying to compel people to buy it. If that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. we were noticing some, some, some homes need deep clean, uh, but we just don't know if they, that's what they want. So we actually offer it to one of our clients. We've all, we've offered throughout the years, uh, those things and we're busy right now. 
So we're not, it's not like we can take a lot of extra work ourselves just because we have, we're not hiring yet until January. Um, so I don't know. I was just, I was just trying to figure out how we can, we can pinpoint them to their problem. But if they don't have it, if they're, if they're not worried about it, then it's not, probably not going to be a good idea. Yeah. Well, just know. ask them is the right way to pinpoint the problems. Ask them. So if okay. I, I'm going to pick on Jessica cause I like her. If I go into Jessica's house and it's filthy, I'm like, I could not live this way. And Jessica's like, what? I, this is great. What am I going to yell at her? Like you're living in your own filth woman for God's sake. Like if she doesn't see it and she's happy with her life, like it's far be it for me. Same thing right. with you guys. Like when you call us, if someone's like, we don't call people like I'm happy with my business. I'm making $4,200 a month and working 60 hours a week. And I love it. Like, that wouldn't be for me, <laughs> but what am I going to try to sell the guy? Like you got to make 20 grand a month to work tenant. Like if the guy doesn't want it, he doesn't want it. So right. yeah, I just, it's so much easier. My whole philosophy of marketing, whether it's one-to-one, like you're talking about one to many for new clients, doesn't matter how you're doing it is get people that have a problem that you want to solve to raise their hand and then spend all of your time talking to them, not get someone that doesn't have a problem, but will talk to you and try and right like bend them. But Jessica, you don't understand. You should make more money and you shouldn't be working. And it's your family misses you. And like, if she's like, yeah, I'm good. Like it's just too much work. Maybe I could get right. one if I tried hard enough, but why, why not just find a Jessica who's like, oh my gosh, I definitely need more money. And I'm sick of working. I'm miserable. Like, well, crap, I'll just help that lady. It's so much more fun. And you know, obviously she's, it's gonna be easier to get her to spend money. Did they answer yeah. your question, Don. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. Thank you. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it was a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. Question, would like some guidance on payment and outcomes for happiness manager, customer happiness manager. The way I'm looking at it, they would have 16 client calls to make each week. Should this be hourly or salary? What metrics beside retention should I track? Also hoping they can stay help. Okay, so let's, well, start with the end. Also hoping they can help with organizing weekly meetings, monthly parties. Is that too much for one person? Not too much, but it's not the skill set I would put. I would have my scheduler, since it's right in the name, schedule all the group interviews, all of the who cleans what when, the um, monthly parties, weekly meetings, quarterly reviews, that would mm -hmm. be a scheduler thing. I would certainly train my customer happiness manager in it. So, mm. you know, I want everyone cross-trained as possible. But if you've got a scheduler, I would put that on the scheduler's docket, so to speak. Um, in terms of, I don't know if hour, hour, hourly or salary is super important, but a quick, easy math I figured out when I was younger that's helped is if you double the hourly rate, that's the annual salary. So if you're paying someone $20 an hour, it's about 40 grand a year. If you're paying someone $100 an hour, that's about $200,000 a year. If you're paying someone $10 an hour, it's about $20,000 a year. Mm. If they worked a 40 hour deal. So if you're kind of trying to go back and forth, that's just <clears throat> helpful. So that cost, I, I don't mind hourly or I don't like salary because salary implies like you're a full-time employee and that is mm -hmm. not this. I would go hourly or flat rate. And I don't know that it makes a difference. If I'm going with a Filipino person, I I just always hire full-time. They're like 500 bucks a month and 
even if you only have them work 20 hours a week and even if they moonlight on you and work something else and double their weight like i don't care like that's great for you mm-hmm. um if it's uh an american and the cool thing is it doesn't even have to be filipino like south america is not because phil the problem with filipino is their opposite schedules when we are about 12 mm-hmm. hours off um south american oftentimes you know because they're working Canadians aren't any cheaper, but if you go South, South American, same time zones, uh, if you can get one that doesn't have an accent or can do everything you want, often you can get them much cheaper and they're not on different time zones, just a little harder. Like Filipinos for some reason are just great at that. So that said, if it's going to be an American, this thing that you're having them do is about a $20 an hour skill set level, which mm-hmm. would be about a $40,000 a year salary type person. Um, but I'm just going to figure out how many hours they're going to work and figure it on if they're, you know, outside of the country in five, eight, 10, $15 an hour. If they're in the country, I'm going to figure it about 20 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. So if this is a five hour week job, it's about a hundred bucks a week, 400 bucks a month, what a bang, what a bang. Um, Or two or 300 bucks a month, plus some sort of bonus structure based on employee retention. And for the customer happiness manager, um, the only things I would rate them on is customer happiness. And like, well, how do you define customer happiness? I don't like surveys as much because who knows, I do like turnover. So I'm going to do mostly turnover. The mm-hmm. problem is, especially with commercial, you need some sort of leading edge data. Like I quit and I'm a big client and like, ah, well now not giving the guy a bonus now. Like I should have known earlier. So I am going to integrate some sort of set, definitely taking into account positive versus negative reviews and some sort of, outside of his thing or her thing where they get a survey every month or every whatever or something where I don't want him performing the survey and then reporting mm-hmm. the data because obviously you're going to get skewed data. So I'd want the data to be outside of the, you know, something that just happened automatically that he could see access to the answers, but he or she's not controlling the flow of the data or how the questions are phrased or a bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff that could fiddle with it. So I would, I in an ideal world, I would pay only on retention because I'd rather, you know, customers like, I'm very, very happy, but I quit. I I don't really believe them. It's like, I hate you guys, but I'm going to stay forever. It's like, well, do you really hate us? So mm-hmm. I look at what people do much more than what they say, but because it's a long buy cycle and it's a long quit cycle, I need a leading indicator. So I'm not willing to wait till they quit and not pay the guy or fire him. Because like, well, it's too late now. The guy's gone. So I would focus as much of my pay on the and bonusing on the retention and just use everything else as a leading indicator of what retention is going to be. So, you know, Hmm. um, but yeah, that, that range of three to 600 bucks a month, a thousand, if you've got a ton of clients and you're big at the most. Hmm. And last thing is in terms of how many calls they should be doing, I would have a standard which is great during your sales process because you have a system for them and they like, Oh, mm-hmm. this guy's already thought about it. And that standard for me would be, um, do you take anything less than one time a week clients? Yeah. God forbid you do. Um, so like one or two time a week clients, I might check quarterly, um, three to five times I might check monthly and then, or three to four times I might check monthly and then like five day week clients, five to seven, I might, do uh like every other week and then any account that's over like five or ten grand or some amount that you deem would get checked weekly so you'd have a standard for that and be like oh okay here at the service so here's how often we check some clients are like no we don't want any of that and do less some feel that they need more happy to talk if you want to change it but here's our standard 
90% of the people are, oh, you have a standard that works. Like they're just happy that you've thought it through and you've got a plan for them, right? Um, and then on your, the one sheet of, you know, the, your check, your walkthrough, your checklist for, for every account should be the same. And a third of it should be like custom to the, you know, the client, how to get mm -hmm. in, how to get out. Don't dust this guy's thing. They need, you know, wax, strip and wax. Every, what, all that nonsense should be about a third of it. In there would be the default uh, schedule that we check it. And then obviously would modify it in that document if they wanted something different. So I would create that formula based on some loose thing I just gave you, like the frequency. And then I'd put all those people into that formula. And then you could kind of know, okay, they should be having, and there'd be like the checks, which are, again, I would have the scheduler check, but the customer happiness manager review. So I'm going to have the customer happiness manager say, Claire, and, or we'll use Adon and Ruthie because they're a team. Adon and Ruthie do their schedule and they have their, you know, they're scheduled to go check Claire's building. Um, the customer happiness manager is going to check those checks. <laughs> they're going to take that check, maybe walk through it if they get a chance, call sure. the client and just say, hey, we did our check. I got feedback from your clients. I just want to see if your reality lined up with that. Um, so that's how I'd set that up. Did that answer all of your questions or did I miss any? Yeah, it did. It answered my questions and a whole bunch more, man. I'll have to go uh, go watch the recording. So I did like what you brought up about it's possible to have somebody do this not local. And uh, that was cool. But then like that was earlier. And then like in the wrap up part, sounds like it's probably not the best idea because scheduler, I like the checks. No, yeah, the, scheduler, I'm not as bad with local unlocal, but customer happiness, my preference, because also I want them to handle the feedback to the client, to the employees. So that ideally they're going to be at the, at the weekly meetings as well, because they're going to take all the feedback they've gotten from all the checks of the checks and distill it down for the employees at the weekly meeting. So I would probably even have my customer happiness manager run the weekly meeting and me just be in attendance when I'm not traveling. Oh, okay. Okay. So ideally they'd be local, but I also, I still want the yeah. customer happiness or the scheduler who may not be local, um, trained on it. So, we, you know, and obviously he's not going to go check the checks, but he can still call the people. He can still get a digital copy of the checks. He can still, um, you know, worst comes to worst, zoom into the customer or to the weekly meetings or give you the feedback so you can give it in the weekly meeting. So it's not ideal long-term. Um, but if you're super cash tight, you could use, you know, Filipinos, something like that. Um, yeah. My preference would be someone there, um, the scheduler. Sorry, I was kind of giving an example for all of your admin stuff when it comes to South American, Filipino or American scheduler yeah. answering service. As long as there's no accent, I'm not really worried where their uh, accountant really don't mm -hmm. care where they're from. Uh, customer happiness manager is the only one I would prefer to be local. Oh, and salesperson, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. And if the uh, happiness manager was local and had to drive places and such, um, do we pay for just mileage or do we, what would you do there? Are I'd they probably pay just pay enough in the salary to be so that's fair to them. Like, I don't know if I want them like, you know, again, obviously check with the laws of your state and if there's some right. sort of requirement vibe, but I would just be like, cause I don't think you're doing a ton of driving. Like right. I think the, so, you know, throw an extra hundred bucks, you know, add a, you know, so yes, I would want them to be compensated, but in a very simple way, that's like, we'll just include that in your salary of, okay. yes, I understand you drive and spend gas and don't turn in receipts, but we are going to pay you understanding that you could afford all that stuff. Hmm. Right. And again, I might go, so I'd probably on that, I'd probably do two layers, the checks, which I kind of went over the loose schedule. 
and then the calls. And again, same thing. If they're weekly or less, I might only go by and see the guy once a year or have my customer, you know, physically in person mm -hmm. once a year and have him call quarterly. And if it's like two or three times, I might have him just go by quarterly. And if it's three to five, I'm probably going to have him stop by monthly. So I would have both things like the, the, uh, internal checks, which your scheduler is going to schedule ideal and your customer happiness manager is going to check and make check the checks and make sure they're good and distill that information and give it to you. Um, and then the third piece would be the physical just checking in and the surveys, like I said, I'd probably automate quarterly or something like that. And then the physical, I'm going to call or go out there. I would have that as, but again, the cool thing is it's on the, the sheet. So like, Oh, you're a three to five, you know, you're three days a week for those we're here. You know, we, send somebody to check after the cleaners once a month. Um, we will come out quarterly and our customer happens, our customer you know, onsite quarterly just to see if you're good. And then we'll call you once a month. That's typically where they're going to be like, we don't need that much. Just back it down, which is fine because mm -hmm. that gives you two benefits. One, they know you have a plan and you get all the credit for, you know, it's like, if you're like, Hey Mike, can you help me move? I'm like, yeah, I'll help you move. I'll be there 6am. Let's go. And then you hire cleaners. In your mind, you're just like, well, Mike was going to clean. I still should get credit for the, you know, like even though I didn't have to clean, I still get credit for the move. Right. So when you're like, we have all this situation, we've thought it through and like, we don't want all that stuff. You still get credit for like, shit, these guys, you know, and a lot of times because you have a system, they're like, we don't need all that because they trust the fact that you, because you have a system, you probably won't need it. And the other thing is if and when things, not if, when things go wrong, because things are always, you know, obviously people yeah. make mistakes. You go, that's why we have our system in place and you haven't complied with it. We're still going to fix it. We're still happy. But would you like at least for the next three months to go back onto our system? Or, and then I would also have, uh, you could also add a, I'll say emergency, but anytime anyone has got a problem, they go on this, you know, pit, I would call it like a PIP performance improvement plan where it's like, okay, we're going to see you frequently, right? Like everybody that's had a complaint within the month would be like, they get checked every week and you call them, you know, it would be a different plan for a short term. So lots of benefits happen for that. A, you feel organized. B, your customer happiness manager got a very clear track to run on. C, your clients know crap's organized. D, if they opt out of any part of that, um, you know, it'd be like you guys going, this next level work thing doesn't work. I'm like, well, you haven't been on a call in six months and you haven't done any things we asked you to do. It's hard for you to go, yeah, you suck. I'm like, maybe, but <laughs> so, and obviously if you do what we ask you to do, you'll have a great experience. So same thing with this. If they're kind of complying with the system that you have, they're going to have a great experience. If they don't and something goes wrong, you're like, we'll fix it. I'm not using it as an excuse, but keep in mind, we have a system that you didn't follow and then you didn't get the result that we promised. Maybe if you follow the system, you get a better result. <laughs> right, right. Dude, that's great. Wow. Yeah, a lot more than uh, I had anticipated and uh, <laughs> loving it, loving it. So Good news is, the bad news is, this stuff kind of takes sometimes a little more work than we thought to put into place. The good news is I'm super lazy long-term. So everything typically, once you get it in place, is very easy to maintain. So once you get all set up, the customer happiness manager running, you're, you can do this from anywhere in the world, man. You don't have to really mm. worry about it. Yeah, good stuff. Cool. Any other questions? Do you get what you need, brother? Yeah, I got it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. Big thing. I'm so excited. Not that I'm not happy to answer your question, but... Um, I don't know why, just your employee going, wow, things are just running smoother than I can recall. Mm -hmm. It just makes me so happy. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. 
Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.